Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Welcome, lovely listeners. Your daily fix of creepy stories is just around the corner. It's a Wednesday. Already, goodness, time is flying. And with Easter coming up and extra holidays, <laughs> I can't wait to spend them eating, enjoying copious amounts of chocolate, watching films, and, of course, sleeping. <laughs> and speaking of relaxing, today I watched two horror films, The Babadook and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I'm not sure if any of you have seen these, but both of these films were really entertaining and I really recommend them. And they both have relatively average endings, but other than that, a really good watch. Especially if you're searching through some Netflix films. And on that, feel free to send me an email with that recommendation, or hell, even just leave a comment on my SoundCloud episode, or even a direct message on Twitter. And I love to get your recommendations. Now, that aside, today's stories are listener-submitted stories both of which are written by Tom Keithley in the vein of his Twisted Tales series. Do you remember the Black Key episode? Or when the Demon is Born episode? Well, they are a continuation of that series. Today we have The Demon Wakes and Learning Curve. Turn off those lights, turn up the sound, and get ready for something original. As I take my first steps towards the town, I become aware that this new, very tall form is also very naked. I roll my eyes in annoyance. Really? I thought to whatever entity or deity had done this to me. This is going to be a long eternity. I reach the outskirts of the small town, and from the architecture and the vehicles, I can tell this is definitely somewhere in Europe. My ears detect the chatter of people, but I am unable to understand them. There is also a sign for the town, but I can't decipher it. I tilt my head curiously and stare hard at the sign, as if willing myself to understand it or force it to translate itself. Rubbing the bridge of my nose, I sigh. <sighs> suddenly feeling woefully unprepared for all of this. Standing there, I just curse inwardly. There is a pressure building behind my eyes, and I begin to tremble uncontrollably. I grip my teeth and grind them furiously as the pressure continues to build, until at last I let out a howl of frustration. My left hand flies up, palm out towards the sign, before I even know what I'm doing. Then, the metal sign gives a screech of protest before ripping itself into thousands of tiny shards. I look down at my hand in shock. Oh, fuck the hell yes. The pressure had lessened somewhat now. A wicked grin forming on my face. I look at a nearby car and purposely raise my right hand. Boom. I say quietly, merely amusing myself at this point and the car exploded spectacularly. I should not have this ability. I think with a smirk, and throw both my hands up 
as I face a row of three flats. As I raise my hands, the top halves of the buildings creak and groan as they rip apart from the lower foundations. My eyes widen as they hang there. I drop my hands and the three buildings fall with a deafening crash, sending out a cloud of dust and debris that engulfs everything. My ears twitch as I detect the sounds of a rapidly spreading panic. Since the explosion of the car, I had been aware of a growing number of people fleeing and screaming in terror. I paid them little mind. I could deal with them at leisure later. A crazed smile on my lips, I turned from the homes I had just destroyed and began to walk deeper into the town. It was only when I began seeing the people around me that I realized just how very tall this form was. I had to be at least seven feet tall. I was also reminded of my nudity. Damn it. I cursed. And of course, I have to be abnormally tall, so finding clothes is going to be a huge pain in the arse. Once more, I rubbed the bridge of my nose and paused to lean against the cool brick of a nearby building. Somehow, it was hard to feel badass while completely nude. While I was pondering on just how to fix this, suddenly, an all-consuming issue, trust me, the irony of starting a supernatural rampage and then becoming obsessively insecure is not lost on me. I became aware of several humans calling to me in what sounded to be a very Eastern European language. Bulgarian? I rubbed my temples as that pressure was once more building, but this time, it filled my entire head. One of the men points a gun at me and says something in a commanding tone. Now, I have no idea who this guy is, or what he just said, but I hate authority and being told what to do at the best of times and right now, when I'm not in the best of moods, was a bad move. This pressure building in my head is like a constant white noise. I glare at the man and realize he's wearing the uniform of a police officer. Oh, you poor stupid bastard. I grin and throw my right hand up. There is a pulse that fills the air, like a silent crack of thunder. And the policeman is hit by the unseen force and falls to the ground bleeding from his ears and nose. The crack of a gunshot fills the air, and I feel a stinging sensation in my chest. Son of a... I snarl and look down. No blood, and no wound. The mangled projectile lays on the ground at my bare feet. Angrily, I look at the other policeman, and let out a primal growl. I clap my hands together, and slowly separate them as I feel all that pressure pouring out of my palms and coalescing into a ball of purple flame between them. More shots fill the air as I let out a manacle laugh and hurl the ball of flames with all my might. There is a blinding flash. Then darkness consumes me. I heard the roar of the blaze first. The screams had long since faded to a ghastly silence but the flames continued to gorge themselves on what remained of the town. My eyes flicker open, and immediately 
I squint against the blinding glare of the flames. I remembered throwing a ball of fire at a policeman, and then I blacked out. Either I had put so much energy into it that I had passed out, destroying the entire town, or I had gone into a blood rage and done all of this. Surprisingly, I found myself not really wanting to know the answer. I slowly rise to my feet and shake my head. The wild mane of raven black hair falls across my face, and with an exasperated sigh, <sighs> I push it out of my eyes. I'm still nude, which once more causes me to roll my eyes. Oh, fuck it. I give up. I say up to the sky, spreading my arms in a frustrated shrug before I turn and walk back into the wilderness. I spotted a mountain a few miles off and started walking towards it. Something about it was beckoning me. As I traversed the green fields, the grass began to give way to rock formations the closer I got to my destination. As I grumbled to myself about not having clothes, I hear from above a sing-song giggle. <laughs> my head whips up in surprise, only to catch the briefest glimpse of a silhouette before it was gone. I furrow my brow and once more question my sanity when I feel a playful tap on my shoulder. I spin around and again hear the giggle, but there's no one there. I snarl and angrily close my eyes, feeling that familiar pressure starting to build up behind my eyes. I open my eyes and see legs dangling in front of me, very lovely and shapely legs at that. Shaking my head again to clear those thoughts, I look up at the owner of said legs and feel that telltale rush through my veins as I look upon the most beautiful creature I've ever laid eyes on. Nice work back there, the girl said in a chipper tone as she hopped down from the rock she had been sitting on. Takes a real badass to slaughter an entire town while completely naked, she teased with a wink. I felt my cheeks burn and slightly wondered if it were even possible for a monster to blush. Oh, it's possible because you just did. The mystery girl said with an amused smirk and tapped her temple. Telepathy. Neat little gift. Well, when you meet an interesting person. She put a hand on her hip and smirked at me. Thanks. She said making me blink. You just thought how cute I am. Don't even try to deny it. She wasn't wrong. I had thought it. She was shorter than me by a wide margin, but would have still been tall by most human standards. She was wearing a long white coat with no sleeves that hung open. Under it, she had on a black shirt, a denim skirt that stopped just short of her knees with long black socks and black sneakers. Her bright green eyes offset her half-black and half-dark blue hair, which gave her a punk rock kind of look and she wore it well. Ugh. Okay, bro. Stop analyzing my looks. You're starting to bore me. She folded her arms and turned away, making me flinch. Sorry. I stammer. She shrugged and smirked back at me. Meh. It happens. You are still a man after all, so it's to be expected. Ouch. That stung, I thought, making her giggle again. Oh, this is going to get so old. 
I groan and kneel down in the grass and rub my face. Cute. You assume I'll be around long enough for it to get old. She chirped and rocked back on her heels. So, what's your name? She asked casually, making me frown. If I could actually remember my name, this is where I would make a smart-ass remark about a telepath asking me my name. Duh, that's why I asked. I looked for your name and found nothing. I gave her a mock glare and sighed. Only now did I realize that everything of my old life was gone. I had a few hazy half-flashes of memory, but before that black shroud had fallen, I had no true memory of anything. Yeah, that's kind of how it is at first. I guess today is kind of your birthday, huh? The girl said a bit too enthusiastically. Seems so. Oh hey, what's your name? I asked, arching a brow at her. Don't have one, she said folding her arms behind her head and looking up at the ever-darkening sky. The stars were just becoming visible as night fell. My birthday was just a couple of days ago, she said as she leaned back against the rock. Well, this is going to be awkward, I say slowly. Yeah, bud, we passed awkward way back when you slaughtered a few thousand people in your birthday suit, she said with that sadistic smirk. Touché. But about that. It was impressive. No, not what I'm getting at. I mean, how many people get to say they saw that shit in a lifetime? I'm being punished, aren't I? Maybe. And that concludes this chapter of The Twisted Tale by Tom Keithley. Yet again, my listeners astound me. Tom, you're getting better and better with every episode. Keep writing. You have a knack for this, mate. I wonder what's going to happen next. Where our demon will go. What challenges await him and his new friend, if you can call her that. Well... We'll just have to wait for Tom to give us the answer. <laughs> Remember, if you have stories of your own or a story request, send it straight to me via email. Storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com And I'll do the heavy lifting around getting it on the podcast. One of the ways I start writing is by, yes, taking a deep breath and jotting down three things I want my story to have in it. So let's do a crazy one here. Um, Giraffes. Javelins, crazy monster. Okay, so my plotline of my story is a heroic giraffe predominantly uses magic javelins to take down a gigantic monster that's devouring small towns. I don't know, call them like Javatron 3000. Figure out the kinks about whether it's future or past later on. <laughs> now I know it's not the greatest story, but it's a start and just spitball through these until you figure out one that you like. That might be one way to start it. Now, stick with me tomorrow, where I'll be either doing a no-sleep or a creepypasta for your lovely ears. And as always, till next time.